Welcome to the Developer Stories Podcast, where you'll find interviews with full-stack developers in web, blockchain, and software engineering, covering topics such as how they got into development, tech stack, current site projects, and their tech trend predictions. Hi, and welcome. Today we hear from Andrew Kent, a software development bootcamp graduate who is now juggling formal studies whilst working. He starts by telling us how he got interested in tech. Okay, I started off long ago, maybe five years ago. It was like my first my first job where I'd studied a BCom with law subjects. And my first job was actually as a, a risk agent, um, which was kind of related to the degree that I'd studied. Um, okay. So yeah, that, that kind of fed into each other. But then I had a friend who was working at Luno, which is the company I work at now. It's a cryptocurrency platform. And uh, he was working as a developer. And I kind of, you know, it's one of those things when, especially five years ago, he told me what he was doing. I was like, you know, I haven't heard of this Bitcoin thing. I haven't heard of cryptocurrency. Let me, let me take a closer look. Um, and I found it, you know, really, really interesting. So I kind of stopped in my tracks a little bit. And I was like, this is the company that it was just a startup of about 40 people. This is the startup that I want to be involved with in just about any capacity. And I joined the customer success team. Um, so yeah, I'd kind of been there for a while. And then it was in 2018, at the end of 2018, I remember I was in Germany with, with a few friends and just taking that time to be on holiday and reflect. And I was like, you know, I've worked with, with even though not as a programmer, but I've worked with many programmers for the last couple of years. And these guys always are creating such interesting things. You know, their work is very, very uh, challenging. It's very complex, but it's also interesting. It's also cool. It's something that that almost when you when you see somebody programming something you're like i want to know how that works i want to know how all of these <laughs> interfaces that we use all the time how does what's the actual um you know technology behind it how do, how do we how do i do it as well um so i made that kind of conscious decision in at the end of 2018 to um to start learning how to program okay. um so then after that i i started with just trying to do some free courses and that type of thing in early 2019 and I kind of realized within a month or two that, at least in my case, that doesn't it didn't really work because I think it's almost like a psychological thing. If you know that the course is free, then you can do it anytime, which if you're busy and you have a full-time job, that turns to no time. You know, it's like there's no yeah. time and you haven't spent any money. You can let it go for months and then suddenly it's June of that year. You haven't actually done it properly. So I was like, no, I need to make almost like a financial and a time commitment. Um, so that's when I started the the bootcamp um, kind of part-time whilst I was still working at Luno. Um, and yeah, that was, that was cool. It was challenging, but like it was, it was really cool. And then 2020 happened, which I think delayed most plans for a year where like at the start of 2020, the goal was like, you know, I need to, I need to be a top programmer and have done all of these cool things but i think by about june i was like okay if you if you just survive the year or manage to just get into a tech role that's that's good enough but luckily yeah. the tides kind of turned and by the end of of um or more the start of 2021 i had interviewed successfully and i'd i'd been promoted to my current position as a um junior security analyst at luno um okay. so yeah probably about a two-year process from my first hello world uh, program into into landing that that role in tech okay 
And the boot camp was it? Um, were you doing it when you say part time? Was it was it like uh, did you add time to it every day, or was it uh, like a couple of days a week, or how so did it, how did time, that look? It's um, I think I I qualified for like five days of study leave that I could get. Otherwise, it was very much like something that I I would do a full day's work and then um, I was almost a bit famous for it at at the office for. <laughs> uh, staying there everybody be like packing up going home and then i'm the guy who's still there for some reason until maybe half past nine or ten at night yeah uh, so yeah it was it was most evenings i'd try to do it but but even then you know there was so much work that like it probably i think i went about two or three months over how long it was meant to take me um which yeah it was one of those things where like it's it's difficult to to put in as much time as required when you do have full-time work and not that much study leave yeah. Uh, and then otherwise, yeah, it was weekends or I just used up my own leave. I would sometimes be like, okay, I need to take an entire week just to do these projects. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of how I managed my time during that year. And did you find yourself uh, sticking to it more when you, when you joined a formal program versus yes. the, versus yeah. the self-study? That's the biggest, that, that is one of the biggest things. Um, unfortunately, I think once it's such a strange, we are strange creatures that, it's like that. If you if you find because I think the information is the same with these like free online courses where it looks really good and it probably is really good. It might even be from a good university or like a good source. But if you have the choice on any given day, especially if you have a job where it's like either I could go home because I finished my work, I could like go home and chill now, yeah. or I could grab a quick meal and sit and do two or three hours worth of work. If it's free and due any time, like you're probably not going to do it that evening. It'll, probably, it's, it'll get left for like weeks and months. Whereas like once you've put down money, like my money's gone towards this. And I've also got a tutor that I need to check into that, that you know, you need to be like, okay, here's how the assignment is going. This is what I want to know more about. Somebody that you're kind of accountable to. Um, yeah. Yeah. You're like, that attitude changes to like, you need an investment back from, from this this amount that you've you've put towards it um you need you need a return on your investment basically so i think that it definitely does it helped in my case it definitely yeah that accountability just to kind of yeah. there's something and, and, you need to report to yeah yeah true. like a, like a, how you have in school right or when, when exactly, you yeah. and um how involved was the mentorship with with with, uh, with the, did they take mentor you quite a lot like did you have um, or was it more just whenever you finished a project, they would uh, look at it and give you feedback? Or yeah, that was that was. Uh, so I think there's two options with this boot camp. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to mention them or what might be the case. I didn't actually chat to them before, but um, the yeah, in in their case, it was it was more something where I I chose the option of doing it online, which means that you had, you could schedule a check-in with your tutor, but otherwise you would get feedback once you, once you had submitted it. Um, so okay. you know, there wasn't that much, yeah, there wasn't that much checking in or anything like that, but I think they also do have the full-time option where you go there every single day, or maybe you just check in every single day online in current circumstances. But you know, in my case, it was more that I would submit things and then get feedback back from them. Okay. And and what's the kind of um, I mean obviously you were learning uh, I assume you were learning like one one specific language or, or a couple languages then and and, yeah. and then are, are you doing the same focusing on the same language now like programming language or oh. have you changed and what's what's your pro or 
what's your yeah. preferred language that you're trying to learn now? Right. Okay. Um, so yeah, things things change quite a bit. Um, where my the bootcamp that I covered the the overall um, term for it, I think, was just software engineering specification. Okay. Um, and then I learned I learned Python, which is still my favorite language, and then I learned uh, Java and a bit of SQL. And then there's okay. quite a few projects that covered kind of fundamentals in computer science um, uh, using those three languages. Yeah. And and I think still to this day, Java, I would struggle. If I had to start building something in Java today or tomorrow, um, I would probably need to do a few like refresher tutorials or something because it's been a while. But Python, yeah. I really enjoy. Um, yeah, Python, there's something quite like eloquent about it. I like the simplicity. Um, yeah, I really enjoy enjoy Python. So the story for me was that I basically, um, you know, as I said earlier, that, that 2020 happened. Um, yeah. And I had these very like broad, quite like ambitious goals at the start of 2020. And those kind of had to, had to be put on the back burner for a while. But I think it was around around June, July that I was like, okay, I'm going to focus my skill set a little bit because maybe software engineering, especially if you haven't done a full computer science degree, it's quite broad. It's maybe, mm -hmm. it's maybe a little bit too broad. Whereas like if you have a specialization that you, you, um, you know, really aim for, then that, that would help. Um, yeah. so at within Luno itself, I was, I was still in the customer success team, but I just basically used, uh, the skills I'd learned, um, through the bootcamp. The, with using the Python programming language, I created this kind of um, yeah a report where it, okay. it took data. Um, yeah, because previously, I mean, this is this is the power of programming. This is where I think it was almost like my breakthrough project was that previously we, as a team, we would take data from a website that we needed to use mm -hmm. and just copy paste it into a report for the product team. And if it was your responsibility to do that week you would probably sink maybe 10 hours into copy pasting data across. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it was, it was really, really bad. I don't know why I didn't think of something sooner, but once I learned a bit of Python, I was like, wait, hold on this, like all of it can be automated. Um, so you this became part, a, a magician you know, overnight. <laughs> that's, that's a crazy thing is that once you, once you learn that in a normal environment is that, to all of my friends that like know this guy yeah like you said magician like this is some type of like dark magic that he's able to do <laughs> he can like just automate those reports but i think to, to somebody who had a has a few years experience um as an engineer they probably would have looked at it and be like bro you can improve a lot but at least it was a start like it got yeah. the ball, got the ball rolling um but from there with that with that free time it turned into a really successful project because once we had the time to get the data across and the data looked, you know, uniform and good and readable, a lot more readable than it was when you just copy pasting and making errors when it was all uniform and kind of well created. Um, we were able to actually analyze it ourselves. And I had, or I have a friend who uh, was really, really keen. Her name, her name's Kelly. Shout out to Kelly now. But, um, <laughs> yeah. She, she was like, you know, this data is cool. And she wanted to use her, um, her kind of design and and editing and almost analysis skills as well. So together we use that data to create um, this PDF report, um, visualizing everything that we had uncovered, all of the um, 
all yeah all of these kind of insights that we had uncovered. And just as an experiment, we we posted it I think in one channel in the company, and it got noticed by uh, top management. Yeah, very top management within the company saw it and said this is cool and this is useful. We want to see it once a month from now on. Um, so that changes things where it's like you go from being maybe slightly anonymous within the company to like, okay, now the profile is is far up there. And within a few months of that, um, after after releasing it uh, kind of regularly, you'd always look forward to um, senior engineers or senior product managers or kind of top management would read it and then send you DMs about like, okay, did, does, is this data about like this section, like what, what does this actually mean? Or they want to know more, they want to see something else next time and just gain really positive feedback about it. That's that it's, it's highlighted things that they weren't aware of. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's a bit of creativity to have actually um, come up with that and to, to have gone through with the project was, was really cool. And I think that it was maybe the thing that uh, elevated my profile slightly, but also got the current team that I work with now, even though it's got nothing to do with security, um, the project that I completed, I think they still saw it. I remember seeing that they they gave those Slack emojis of thumbs up or whatever it was about yeah. the project. You're like, okay, cool, bit of recognition. Whilst yeah. I was interviewing. Um, so that's probably quite a good metric, metric is that even if you, because you're not going to know every language or know how to do everything, but if you can show that you are very proactive, you're learning things, you're building useful things, you're kind of collaborating, um, that sends you know dozens of messages out to people that that would potentially want to work with you, that you are um, creating useful things. Yeah. So yeah, that's. I mean, I think, I think it's a bit more different out there in the in the big wide world. If you if you don't have um, kind of like a cornerstone, like something useful to do within the company I was employed at. If you maybe aren't employed, that might be a bit more difficult, but I'd then say almost you, you might need to look at what your passions are and what's, what, what gaps there currently are and just try and take one and, and um, yeah, go for it and try to create something. Yeah, it sounds like such a powerful learning moment as well, like we connected something. You know, it's, it's more re- real, like tangible in a way because a lot of the things sound very abstract and then when you create a connection like that, it's like... Yes, breakthrough. Yeah, it seems yeah, exactly. like... Um, and are you still are you still focusing quite a lot on in your personal learning on with Python, are you, or have you have you found new frameworks or languages that you're currently working on as as, as kind of like side projects or side yeah. learnings? Or so things are things are different. Um, a lot changed for me in the last three months. You know, it was it was a really frustrating, not not very frustrating, but but almost like a very. Um, conservative two years where I was doing the boot camp and I was kind of uh, not where I wanted to be with my career. And then suddenly you get that, that breakthrough where I am now working in a tech role as a security analyst. Um, mm. but then at the same time, I, you know, even though I, I did a boot camp, I'm almost like a bit of a traditionalist that always wanted to, cause I, I do have a degree, but I almost wanted to just a general business degree, but I'd always wanted to, go back and kind of do it properly, get an honors and, you know, like, I don't know, really own the experience. Um, I was accepted to a postgrad diploma in um, the management of information systems. uh, I think it was in January of this year. And literally within, within like one week, I had the offer from Luno and an offer from UCT at the same time, which is almost overwhelming. If one had come a year earlier, 
it might have been better, but I was like, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna try my best to go after both this year. So it's been very busy. When it all ha- happens, it's like a snowball, right? Yeah. Just all at once. <laughs> yeah, who knew? Um, it, it just had to happen at the same moment. Um, so right now, my focus is in obviously learning. I'm only one month in as well. Yeah, I'm giving all of this advice, but like full disclaimer, I'm only one month in <laughs> my new job. There's still a lot I have to learn. There's still like plenty, plenty to go. And also one month into into university. So like I've got, I've got a very long way to go with both. Um but yeah, I mean, in terms of current tech stacks, I think my focus ju- is just more on firstly security. Um, so I mean, learning about okay. the frameworks and the things that they use. Yeah, actually, think I, I don't think I can speak too much about the exact things that they do because that is kept private for security reasons. Um, yeah, no worries. Um, yeah, there's something called a SIEM, which is a security and events management kind of tool that they use. Um, and also okay. mobile device management is, is the two things that I've been learning about. Um, and then on top of that, I'm currently, my focus for this, this post-grad degree is, um, is, is business and systems analysis. So combining all of those together. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I mean, look, it's a lot. Like I didn't know too much of it before, but like it's, I'm, I'm taking on quite a bit. Um, but yeah, I think, I think the important thing is that once you, once you do get a breakthrough, be it like a role in tech. Um, mm. It's a very different thing if you're able to spend all your time learning new things. Because um, it always is a little bit limited. If you have a job that isn't related to to tech, then you can't quite pick up and enforce the skills on a daily basis. Whereas now I'm doing like a lot of analysis. And with those systems that I mentioned that, that we used earlier, um, I'm still getting to know them. But like eventually there will be a lot more kind of scripting and a bit of programming involved um in implementing new things configuring yeah, configuring new things yeah um so yeah i mean that's that's my focus for now but i think the point is that that once you do get that breakthrough from security analyst to yeah a different role within tech or even a more senior role within security that's a lot easier than than not having a tech role to begin with yeah it seems like you're following this natural flow now of, of that's exactly. giving you focus, which, yes. which is nice. Versus, you know, like if you just go into the, you can learn it, like you said in the beginning, you know, you, self-learning. And if you Google anything now, there's so many things you can learn on YouTube, but it's almost worse because then, you, you know, you, you don't know where to start. And like yeah. you start, start 10 minutes on one and then you go like an hour on another and then it's uh, just like a rabbit hole. <laughs> I think there's a term for it. They call it like tutorial hell or something along those lines. Where it's like there's so many different tutorials, but each one is a bit different. You don't actually know which way to turn. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's hard. Um, that's very difficult. I think I think I've been fortunate in that. And I think this is this is probably true for most of the computer science community. Is that if you if you are willing to learn and you can show them, yeah, that's like, that's maybe the most important rule when asking for help is that if you can show them that you've, you've tried your best and you've done some proper research about the problem, like you've, you've really have um, gone to the best sources on it and, and, you know, put your best foot forward. I often found that that when I speak to um, senior engineers, they're like, yeah, bring it here. Let me, let me see, let me take a closer look. Uh, but bear in mind that was at Luno, there was a lot, there's probably so many that a lot of engineers that I went for coffee with and talked about certain things and had questions for as they were passing. Um, and on top of that, there's also, yeah, Stack Overflow. Have you 
Do you put yeah. it in, in Stack Overflow? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I found that I yeah I enjoyed Stack Overflow. Like I just found it, it was it was pretty amazing that because I mean you, you can obviously find often if you are trying to ask a question the exact same thing has been asked but if it hasn't that if you put forward a well-placed question that it gets upvoted and that's also quite rewarding you're like okay i've added like a little bit of value to the community um yeah. then that's like yeah quite a nice feeling that's that it gets upvoted and people kind of respect the question and then in, in all the times that i've asked questions on stack overflow i've normally had a had a response within about yeah 15 minutes has somebody posted something useful which is i mean think of that like yeah, I don't know. Imagine trying to learn computer science in like the 1970s and wow, you have yeah. To, yeah, go to some textbook where like it's just not there or like the answer just doesn't exist yet. Um, whereas now there's this highway of answers. Um, but yeah, even though you even though you might be kind of paralyzed by by having too many answers available, I think you might need to have an attitude of of this this will get done somehow. Um, I mean, I know somebody who not to call him out because, you know, these things happen for like various, various reasons, but he actually did the same bootcamp as me. Okay. Um, he said that he got about 40% of the way through uh, before he, he had a question that he felt that the tutor wasn't really giving him the best response for, or that he didn't quite get the response. And then he'd asked a few other people and they weren't sure either. And then he just had left it at that. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think you, and, and that would that would also happen if you hadn't done a boot camp, if you reached, because it, it often feels like that, where especially when you're a bit tired, you don't know what the solution is. You can't you can't quite find a, find what it is. Nothing seems to relate to it. Um, so now you probably need to either look elsewhere or give up. And yeah, I think you need to have an attitude of like somewhere somehow I'm going to find an answer to this. If you go on Stack Overflow for two hours, if you post the question there, even if it gets downvoted, like you need to find that answer. Or if yeah. you start, yeah, find somebody on LinkedIn and be like, hey, I see you're an engineer or a friend, and be like, I I need to know about this. Please tell me. Um, but as long as you, I think people will have respect for you asking if you're like. I've tried all of these things already. Like I've, I've, I'm ready here to learn. I'm not here to yeah. waste more time or, or whatever it is. Like I've, I've made a solid effort and I just want to know the answer. I just want to learn. I think most people will empathize and respect that and, and want to help you. Yeah. Especially if they've seen how many, how many walls you've hit to get exactly, to this yeah. point. And then they're like, Oh, well, here we yeah. go. Here's the answer. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if you see somebody who's, they just trying their best. Um, yeah. And, and that's, uh, and also I think generally speaking, um, you know, I've spoken to friends and who who have had different careers who've often felt quite like alone with their studies, where there's almost an attitude of of maybe the market's so saturated that there's a lot of competition. Mm. Computer science, I feel as though it's different. Like I feel as though when people come with questions and people want to learn, they get encouraged more than turned down. Um, the I feel like the community is is pretty welcoming, pretty nice, and and wanting to help people do things i think i think generally it's almost like this philosophy of of problem solver solvers and builders um mm-hmm. wanting to create useful things is what most of the community is so like i've really enjoyed that aspect yeah it's interesting you say that because it, it it almost seems a stereotype when you look from the outside it's normally portrayed as like you know people sitting in dark rooms or laboratories somewhere yes. you know like the computer is just like unsocial yeah and like you know they're kind of more of a not so helpful uh, community but then you get involved in it like you said stack overflow and then people like answering your questions so quickly i mean it 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hopefully that stereotype, hopefully that's more like 1990s where it was a complete dark art and nobody knew what was going on. Whereas now, yeah, yeah, I feel like there's so much value that you can add by creating something useful. Um, And that, that if you do have that approach of like wanting to, to learn how to do it, um, yeah, there's, there's huge value in that. So I feel like the community probably is in a different place to where it was maybe 15 or 20 years ago. Like there's a lot more um, engineers up and coming, but yeah, it's, it's an amazing industry to, to kind of be in generally. Um, Yeah. In my experience so far, it's been very welcoming and nobody's, nobody's put me down just yet, but bear in mind, I'm also new to it. I'm very, very new. So we'll see. (laughs) Well, hopefully it stays like this for a while. So, but maybe we can finish off on a, on a positive note, like twofold. Uh, you can maybe, if you have a kind of a tech mentor or role model or someone in the tech industry uh, that you kind of follow on a blog, maybe you can mention that. And, and uh, um, yeah, if, um, if there's any trends that you're also like excited about, I don't know, in the, in the tech industry right now, I don't know if you want to answer both, if you have both or, or otherwise yeah. just pick one. I think I've got both. Um, so I, yeah, thinking about the question about who my role model is, I suppose you could probably go for maybe more, I don't know, traditional answers where it's maybe somebody like Alan Turing, who I think is, it's amazing that he's only getting uh, recognition now. They call him the, I think his name is the grandfather of computer science and um yeah, his influence, I, th- I think he was voted as the most influential person of the 20th century. I stand to be corrected, but he didn't really have fame until, I think, until about 10 years ago when a movie came out about his life. But yeah, he, he is the grandfather of modern computer science. It was his Turing machine that changed things. Um, yeah. So yeah, he's he's maybe a hero. Um, I think that's, the, it is amazing that that it's it's somebody who has an influence on you know, the devices that we're using to communicate right now, just millions of things around us has his mm. direct influence. Um, otherwise, Elon Musk is always cool. cool. Um, <laughs> he's got the memes, you know, he's South African. Um, yeah, he's making the future. So so that's awesome. But yeah, I almost feel like if I, if I had to speak about role models within the industry, um, going off the topic that we we're speaking about earlier, about, about how nice the community is, is that it's very much like... Um, yeah, it's it's a bit more tangible. I almost want to say I, my role models were close friends who had also done computer science and were willing to to make time and chat to me about it. And even the engineers that I work with at Luno, that um, when I have questions, people people are are very willing to help me. So I'd say I'd say the the role model might just be the kind of friends and, and people that have helped me within within my community. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that would be that's that's what I aspire to, which is almost more real. Where it's like, okay, I can see that it's right here. I can just ask them what happened, as opposed to yeah, yeah. You probably won't get a tweet back from Elon Musk anytime <laughs> soon. So, yeah, true. And I mean, and and, and those unsung heroes like uh, are more like it's almost more rewarding the help they give you or, yeah, or, yeah. or helpful, like because I suppose it's like a real world problem you're actually struggling yeah. with in the moment. Yeah. It's right here and now. It's not like I don't know. It's not like some hero that you'll never hear from or even see like this is it's it, it's it's direct help so i think i think that's cool like it's it's a community that you can kind of reach out and interact with very easily so yeah, yeah. that would be my my role model okay, um cool. you said future trends yeah oh sorry follow-up yeah. question yeah yeah any i mean 
uh, yeah, tech train wise, or well, not just that. I mean, it could be an app you're using at the moment, or just right. anything, anything technological you're excited about in the future, or yeah, what am I excited about? Um, or for right now? Yeah, well, I, I'm even though it might be a bit of an old term by current standards, I'm pretty excited about learning a bit more about networking and cloud computing. Um, okay. So far, my my current new uh, manager has said like the most important components I can learn about to be successful in my current role is about networking and understanding cloud computing. So I've already kind of, um, I'm doing a research essay right now on cloud computing for UCT. Um, so yeah, I mean, those two aspects, even though they're quite, uh, what would you say? Like the very, a bit, a bit buzzwordy, but at the same time, very practical. I mean, like there's cloud computing, yeah. we use, we use various um, cloud platforms hundreds of times a day. So it's quite, it's quite yeah. practical. It's quite real. Whereas like a lot of other things might be almost a bit too theoretical. So like those are two that I'm, that I'm learning, I'm looking forward to, to learning about. Um, otherwise, I mean, I do, I do work for a cryptocurrency company and that's where, that's where a lot of my interest started. And it's just looking at this thing and, and what's happening with it. Um, so cryptocurrency is another one that I'm, I definitely keep my ear to the ground there and I do as much research as possible and keep, yeah, as up to date and interested and involved as possible. Yeah, I guess those two go kind of hand in hand. It's like everyone's heard about it, but it, it you know, until until it starts evolving, you know, people yes. are start niching more down in it, and I yeah. suppose understanding it more. But at the moment, it's like uh, I suppose like any any buzzword, you know, like it's like oh yeah, I know what it means, but, yes, but if you yeah. really, you know, it, it seems like you have to study it to really know know what it means. So, yeah. yeah, or maybe just get used to it. Um, yeah. I mean, like, I, I, you know, we use technology all the time where we don't actually know how, what the back end looks like. Um, yeah. You know, that's, I think that is most technology, but it's more you realize, um, yeah, like the penny drop moment is when you actually send it and use it. Um, like, I remember I got, I got sent um, a little bit of money for my birthday from an aunt who was in England and she sent it as, as Bitcoin a while ago. And you have that moment of like, Ooh, it just happened, you know, uh, in a few moments. Um, so it's those type of breakthroughs that, that you're like, well, okay, I I get it now. Like I understand what the utility might be. Yeah. True. I suppose once you actually start using it and it's like, well, I've heard about it for a year. Now, now I've got the app like, like like with it and cloud computing. Are you, are you going to focus on a a certain provider or uh, specifically, or just in general, no, in the beginning. Uh, pretty, I'd say pretty general right now, um, okay. especially considering that I haven't built anything or launched anything or even like tinkered around with the code. It's very much just, um, yeah, first step is just doing this, this research essay. It's like a 4,000 word essay. Um, <laughs> so I'll be very well versed. Yeah, I'll know a lot about cloud computing, but I won't know how to build anything just yet. But like, let's just start with the, theoretical side of it at least that's what the university requires and maybe maybe yeah. later in the year i'll get a bit more into the nitty-gritty and actually actually build something or maybe uh, shadow one of the engineers at luno or yeah along those lines but that's cool that you've you've started a, you know like a from a outside the academic background through the boot camp and now you know now you can apply it yeah. to with academics again so it's yeah. like because yeah. i mean academic writing i suppose is a coding language on its own <laughs> yes, yeah i didn't know that i hadn't written an essay in in years um but yeah bear in mind my, my undergrad focus was was law but oh, I still wow. yeah i've i've gone i've gone in so many different directions but i've always just kind of 
uh, followed my heart a little bit. And, and if I saw something, I thought it was cool. I'm like, okay, I'm going to try, go for it now. I'm going to make it happen. Um, but yeah, academic writing, it's, it's difficult. This whole thing where like, you can't, you can't voice your own opinions without, or yeah, you just can't voice your own opinions. It needs to be backed up by a suitable reference. Um, that is a very, very difficult way of thinking. Like that's, that's challenging, but yeah, it's still a good thing to learn. I think it's, it's still a very cool thing to learn. Yeah, no, definitely. It sounds like, but yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's all the questions pretty much that, that, that I had, but like, thanks so much for the, for the time like that you put in today. Like, oh, I know, I know that you finished earlier today. It sounded like it. And now I'm taking your time up with doing a, an interview. <laughs> no, it's, it's all chilled. Um, it's really cool. No, I'm, I'm really happy to have done this. I hope, you know, you, you never know. Um, but I do hope even if there's a handful of people that, that listen to this and they're like, okay, cool. If, if this guy did it, I can definitely go and, and start learning to code too and start making my way. Then I think that's a success from my point. And also that, you know, considering that I've got about two years worth of history of asking um, tech people questions now, hopefully I'm paying my, my debt a little bit to, to other people who want to do the same thing. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm more than happy to be here. But yeah, it's so, it's so so cool hearing your story though, like that it's you know how how you transition through these moments because it's the stuff you don't really read about, you know, like that you what you read about online here and there you do, but a lot and a lot of the time as well, I think a lot of it's maybe UK or or American focused, and then it's yes. you can't really relate to it if you're coming from like say like a European country or South Africa or so it, it's very interesting hearing how you've transitioned everything. Uh, yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, no, I mean, that, that, that is the thing is that you probably only hear success stories, but, you know, bear in mind that it was, it was a, a pretty difficult two years. I mean, psychologically to not, to have that thing where you have a goal to achieve, but it, it takes you two years. So in any given month, like, you know, what are you going to do next? You like hopefully get a, a, a role in tech and that, that does weigh you down a bit, but, and especially I think, I think COVID extended things quite a bit where there was definitely a few dicey moments there where you're like, I'm not sure how this is going to play out. Um, but yeah, I think, I think the, like one, one last bit of important advice I can probably give is that I actually have a friend that, um, so similar for accountability that mm -hmm. we, we meet every two weeks for half an hour with our goals. Um, almost like, like an agile standup. It's obviously a bit longer because we don't really work on anything together, but it's more just, we say out loud what our goals for maybe one quarter are at the start of every quarter. And then every two weeks we talk about what happened in those two weeks to get towards it. And then, you know, the amazing thing about doing that is that like, even your failures you'll keep track of where at one point I wanted to branch in web into web development and I failed pretty quickly in like a month and a half. I was like, I feel like this is too much for me to do, especially with my current job, maybe focus on something that's a bit more related. And then going from there to creating the analytics project at Luno, you know, that was a very good thing that I didn't spend another four months trying to cram web development when there was actually an opportunity right there. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, just keep track of how you're feeling, keep reflecting on, on what you're doing and how things are going and then keep an ear to the ground for all opportunities. That's awesome. And you, do you find that like outside focus just help you kind of uh, identify that opportunity more, more easily maybe? Or... Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. Um, because it's such a, it's, it's, you know, you, your own head will only get you so far, but once you've written down these things and you've told somebody else what you're thinking about, um, they can, you know, not be critical, but they can be like, Oh, well, you know, that's interesting. But like, have you thought about it from this angle or whatever? Just, just have somebody else that isn't you, 
look at your plan and tell you what they think. And that's been really, really valuable. Um, and also it was, it was amazing that it's such a good feeling to have written down these goals way back. I think the one was um, transition to a role in tech and then you finally get that offer. Another one was do the postgrad, um, and then going back and putting a green tick next to both. Whereas at the time that I wrote them down, they were both like impossible. It was like, you know, I've got, I don't have a tech undergrad and I don't, I'm not anywhere near one of these tech roles. But then mm. after doing enough of the other um, yeah, objectives to get to that key result, um, eventually it becomes not only plausible, but like a done deal, which is really, really awesome. But yeah. yeah. Love it. All of that being said, like full disclosure, I'm only a month into each, but it was still just <laughs> getting to that point that that took quite a bit of work. Yeah, that, I think that's that's the thing. Hey, it takes longer than what people perceive it is going to take, and and but like, which is fine when you get there. Like, even if if you are just getting into it now, but it's yeah. it's like all that times work, like turning into something really. Yeah. Well, I think that's that's all you really remember is that you did. You know, you you the upshot is that you got that breakthrough in the end, even if there was a lot of uh, a lot of twists and turns before that moment. Ultimately, ultimately, it's on your side, and you didn't manage to get there. That's that's maybe something to keep psychologically. Of like, you know, eventually, if you know, even if it's not this week or month, but like, eventually, if you keep at a certain thing, you will you will find that breakthrough in some form or another. Yeah, yeah, true. Well, that's inspiring. <laughs> I hope so. I, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, for sure. I'm, I'm sure someone is definitely going to find it. I mean, I find it inspiring, but I'm I'm, I'm sure a lot of people will find it inspiring. So. Okay, I'm I'm glad to hear so, and I hope I hope it works out for them. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> for my own sake, I better make it work out on my side. I think I better go do some studies after this to make sure I don't turn myself into a hypocrite. In <laughs> um, but yeah, no, 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 I'll I'll keep at it. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you save if you save one person from going into like tutorial hell, then that's a that, that, that's a you know a plus, I think. Okay. Cool. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Like it's 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 only half an hour of my time, but then yeah, you could if you help one more person, I'd be happy. So let's hope that they're out there listening and that this has had had a good impact. If you found this episode useful, please subscribe for updates on new releases. And if you have any questions for developers, send them to at NewMockDev on Twitter. <laughs>